today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Cash and Carry Kitchens. At the heart of Irish homes for over 40 years. Cashandcarrykitchens.ie now, Metrolink and the Shannon Pipeline, they're both costing billions of euro. They're engineering mega projects. They'll cause considerable upheaval during construction. Well, Caroline O'Doherty is environment correspondent with the Irish Independent and is reporting on both this morning. And Caroline is on the line now. Good morning, Caroline. Good morning. I want to start with the Metro. The public hearings in the Gresham Hotel in Dublin yesterday was told about the works around St Stephen's Green, that it will lead to the partial demolition of a national monument, which is what the Green is, the permanent removal of 60 mature trees. I mean, that's something that's going to rankle with historians, with some environmentalists and quite possibly the general public. Yeah, I mean, partial demolition sounds quite dramatic, but it's actually the terminology that was used by both sides in the discussion yesterday. And both sides are the TII, Transport Infrastructure Ireland, who are tasked with getting this project uh, up and running, if, if ever that happens, uh, getting it through the development stages. And the Office of Public Works, which is the other state agency, which is responsible for all our national monuments and our historic buildings. And they're saying they have a responsibility way back in, under several different pieces of legislation, but the first one going back to 1877, uh, to protect Stephen's Green, St Stephen's Green, as a public park, as an ornamental park, and as a, a park for leisure and culture purposes. So, really, not for practical purposes. Um, so, they're saying that that's their, their statutory obliged to do that, and they have to therefore raise concerns, stroke objections to this proposal to put a station, a metro station on the corner, one corner of the park and also the tunnel that goes under it. But primarily what would be visible and what would actually intrude on the existing park is the, is the station that would kind of house the entrance to the underground sta- um, uh, platforms and the escalators and so on. Mm-hmm. And are there any other options that on board Panola will hear at the public hearings or is this it because of the route that the metro has to take and the stops that it needs to make to make the whole thing viable to bring it right into the city centre. Well, Stephen's Green was, was part of the original Metrolink plan, which was you know, approved back in, in 2010. Um, and obviously it was shelved then for economic reasons. So the route has changed slightly since then. But Stephen's Green was always a central point because this, this, the route is going from um, North Dublin to just south of the city centre, right through the city centre. And you know, Stephen's Green is the city centre. Mm-hmm. So... So it's the northeast corner. Um, so if you can think, kind of think of where people might be familiar with an entrance that, and here's an issue, it ha- that you're not supposed to tamper with the park or its historic railings or its lamp standards or its bollards or its pavements or its trees or any of that. But there was tampered with, if you like, if you want to use that language, in the 1960s because they took out at the northeast corner, they took down some of the railings and they put in a monument to a wolf tone. Um, and that monument is there. It's a very large bronze statue, and there's kind of a, a, a granite backdrop to it. This kind of dramatic. They, it kind of looks a little bit like cliffs. It's put in there, and they also put in the family memorial there. So that was all completed in 1967. So there is an argument that you know, and it will be that corner that the, that um, the Metrolink is going back to, if you like, for this proposal. So they're proposing to take all those monuments and and, and sculptures and move them further back into the park which would free up that kind of corner space to put in the escalators and the station. Um, and they say, we'll take out railings, but we'll put them back. Now, it won't be exact same position. We'll take out anything we take out, we will put back. Uh, but obviously, it will need more what they call hard landscaping, which is kind of modern paving around the station. And they will have to cut down about 60, I think it's about 64, 65 trees, mature trees. 
um, which are, you know, such a, I suppose, a feature of the park. They're all mature, deciduous trees. Um, they're part of our sort of, uh, I suppose, natural heritage there. And that's a problem because that's permanent removal. You can't put them back. Yeah. You can replace them, but not, not mature trees. And was there any sense at the hearing that compromise might be reached on this involving the, the Office of Public Works? Because you're, I know you're going to be hearing from homeowners there too who are going to face huge disruption, personal consequences of this. And, you know, if they concede, you would imagine that the OPW will have to give some way too. Well, the OPW is saying, they're only quoting the law that they say they have to operate under. And there are 31 other and monuments and buildings, you know, Leinster House, um, the GPO, um, the National Gallery, they're all under the responsibility of the OPW. And they said they've managed to reach agreement with Transport Infrastructure Ireland on how to mitigate any impacts on those. Um, so if there's building around them, that they can be assured that anything that has to, might have to be removed temporarily will be restored exactly as it was. So they've said they've managed to reach agreement on all those 31 other monuments and buildings but not Stephen's Green. So it's what they're kind of doing is putting it up to the planners to say, can you maybe come up with a solution on this? Now, that's not to say, like, there's, there's weeks to go of this hearing and there'll be other you know, negotiations behind the scenes as well while um, Ambor Planola is, is, um, is considering all the documents and all the submissions. So they will be in discussion and they will be trying to reach agreement. But there is this issue that the OPW is saying, well, that's the law. That's the law under which we operate and we're supposed to defend, if you like, the, the, the original purpose Mm-hmm. And, and character of the of Stevens Green. Okay, well, so what can we do? Right. Well, well, it remains to be seen. And um, let's move then to the other project that I mentioned, the Shannon Pipeline. You're writing about this as well. This is another huge project. One point five billion euro is the cost on it. And there are warnings from Ishka, Ishka Aaron now that connections to new developments might have to be refused as early as next year, so that the Shannon Pipeline can go ahead. So, I mean, people are are waiting for this for years and years, but there are hurdles in the way. There are, and again, this one goes back a long time. It was first kind of suggested in the in the 1990s as a possible solution because it was clear that Dublin was going to grow, and it has done. And it was clear that the River Liffey, on which Dublin relies for 85% of its water, is under strain, which it is, and increasingly so. Um, so a, a proposal was put out way back then that couldn't we pipe water from the Shannon? And I think at, the, at that time it was kind of greeted with, you know, a bit of ridicule because it seemed bizarre that you couldn't sort out your water problems for the east of the country in the east of the country. Um, and also it seemed like technologically very difficult. Irish Water, now Ish Garen, uh, will say, well, it's not a technically difficult project because we, we, we're, we're well able to extract water from water sources. It's quite a simple pipeline and it's a water treatment plant, you know, mm-hmm. quite simple. And then you connect it up with the rest of Dublin. But the bigger issue is um, you are taking, you'll be proposing to take 300 million litres of water a day from the River Shannon. Um, and there's a lot of concern right around the Shannon. You're also going to run that through the land of about 500 farmers and other landowners. And so there's a lot of negotiation to go on there and agreements to be reached. And there's just a question mark um, about, you know, what do we really know what the impacts of that amount of water extraction would be on the River Liffey and its habitats, its fisheries and all of that. And there's this really, there's a real bugbear here with a lot of people who are opposed to this um, project is that a lot of that water will actually disappear in leaks once it gets to Dublin. Uh, we still have this leakage problem with very old pipework in Dublin and in other cities in the country. And at the minute, about a third of the water that is treated 
and leaves the water treatment plant so it's extensively uh, sourced and treated then disappears into leaks um, and Irish Water will argue that we're working on the leaks and have done you know we've made, a, we've made great inroads in that and they have the, they say they'll uh, get the leaks in Dublin down to about 20% of lost you know 20% of all the water will be lost by the end of this decade there's a lot of discussion as to whether they shouldn't aim higher, whether it's possible. We're talking about the disruption about Metrolink. How do you dig up water mains all over the city? So it's a very complicated issue. Uh, but, but there's a, and but what Irish Water are now saying is, look, every new housing development, every new industrial development needs a water connection. And as, as maybe as early as next year or 2026, we might have to say to people, the, these developers who come to us and say, look, we're putting in our planning application. We need a letter from you guys to say that when we build, you'll connect us to water. Irish Water, Ishgairn, is now saying, we might have to say, no, we can't guarantee you'll have that water. So we can't mm. sign off on that. And what is the knock-on effect then on large development? So back then to the Shannon pipeline, and what is the timeline on this? How far away is it? Well, Ishgarin are saying that if they could get a planning application in by the end of this year and now they're awaiting approval from the, from Cabinet to give them the next tranche of funding that would finalise the designs and get it into the planning system. And that's a lot of money. Um, they're saying it's about 5% of the overall cost, which would work at a minimum about 70, 75 million euro. If they can get that signed off in the next few weeks or finish the designs, get it into um, on board Planola and hopefully they reckon it would take about two years to get through the planning process and then they could start building and they say we could have this up and running and connected by sort of you know 2032-ish. That's mm-hmm. the timeline they're looking at. But as you said earlier you'd still be losing 20% of it once it gets to the more populated areas over on the on the east coast because of the, the leaks but we understand they're dealing with a creakingly old system. Um, Caroline, thank you very much for taking us through those two mega projects that are being discussed at the moment. That's Caroline O'Doherty, Environment Correspondent with the Irish Independent. Now, coming up next, in 1998 you might remember Ireland hosted the opening stages of the Tour de France. Well, now the question is being asked, could we do it all again? Text 51551. Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1.